Welcome to the Powerhouse Revolution podcast. I'm Lucy Gernon, ex-corporate leader turned CEO of my dream business, helping corporate female leaders just like you to create your dream career and life. At 40, I quit the corporate world as I was tired of doing a job that no longer lit me up and wanted to live my life my way. I created the Powerhouse Revolution podcast to give you simple, actionable tips and strategies to help you create the perfect career and lifestyle that you and your family deserve. So if you're a corporate female leader or manager who is ready to step into her superpowers and live the life you were born to live, you are definitely in the right place because life is way too short to dread Mondays. Okay, let's jump into today's episode. Hi there and welcome back to another episode of the Powerhouse Revolution podcast. I hope you are doing well. I am in a really, really good mood today. Do you know when you have one of those mornings where you're just like, right, I'm just going to get really productive now and I'm just going to plan. I've had one of those mornings and I feel absolutely great. I've planned out all of my content pretty much for the rest of the year, everything I'm going to be doing. And do you know what? It just takes a massive weight off your shoulders. So, you know, it's kind of, it's, quarter four now and I think it's really about time if you haven't done that to really start looking ahead at what's coming up for you for the rest of the year because the biggest mistake I hear see people make really when it comes to productivity is they just don't plan ahead enough they're just not strategic because we kind of love doing the doing we don't like doing the planning because it requires us to sit down to be disciplined to concentrate but just think how amazing you'll feel when you do it. So I'm just feeling very smug today. So I just thought I'd share that. But to get on to today's episode, I'm going to be sharing five simple actions that you can take to improve your relationship with your boss. Now, what inspired this episode really was with most of my clients and with everyone I know, we all have problems or communication issues with our bosses from time to time and sometimes you know you've had great bosses and then you also can have those bosses or leaders who really first of all you think you have no idea why they're in the role because they don't like managing people do you know what I'm talking about you know those ones and then you have other bosses who really just are micromanagers and things like that so I suppose we can all have these frustrations so really today I wanted to share five simple actions that you can take to improve your relationship with your boss. But first, let me tell you a quick story. So I have had my fair share of different bosses and managers and leaders in my time. And if I only knew then what I know now, I think I would have felt so much more confident and so much more sure of myself. So I'm just going to share a quick story with you. I remember one of my very first bosses that I ever had when I started out working when I was a teenager. She was a really lovely, lovely woman. Um, she was really funny, um, really driven. But oh my God, she if you didn't do something right, she would lose the plot. As in like she'd be going around banging things and she'd be saying for fuck's sake and stuff like this. And as a teenager... It was really, really, really intimidating. And 
I was always brought up to respect authority. That's how I was brought up. Um, you know, respect people who were in positions of authority. Never bow down to them because um, you're the same as them, but just respect them. But because this person is paying your wages, right, and has a lot of control over your future, sometimes it's hard for us, right, to set our boundaries and to, I suppose, even know that we, we can, we're allowed to do that. And then I suppose when I moved on into the corporate world, Again, I had some, I actually was very blessed with all of my bosses, to be fair. I got on really well with them all. And of course, we had our moments. But a lot of that was really due to my own self-worth and my own self-esteem. So I would take things really personally if I was being criticized or if I didn't do something right because I prided myself on, on doing a good job, I prided myself on results and I've told you before, I linked a lot of my self-worth to my achievements. And one of my last bosses that I had was a character and I, abs- I absolutely loved him. But a lot of people had this kind of fear because he was quite a dominating character. He, you know, if he didn't get the job done, his way of leading, let's just say, mightn't be as conventional as others. But nevertheless, I always knew that he was just a person and I always got on really, really well with him because I got to know him. I didn't allow the fear to hold me back. I got really curious and tried to understand his way of thinking as opposed to just giving out about it because what is the point? You are literally just wasting energy. So I'm going to teach you now five simple actions. Um, so if you're multitasking, come back to me. And I promise you these are super powerful. The first one is to stop being afraid of them. That is the most important thing. See them as equal. So if you're like me, maybe you were brought up to think that somebody who's above you or in the corporate world in particular And I think it's kind of dwindling a little bit. This hierarchical structure can create a serious fear culture. So you really want to try and see them as equal and stop seeing them as the person who is controlling your career or any things like that. Just see them as a person. You've got a common mission and you actually have a common goal. So I think sometimes we forget that, that we're all on the same page. So if you're working in a corporation, you're all working towards the same thing. And unfortunately, we get lost sometimes in our own kind of to-do lists and our own agendas that we just fail to see that we're all on the same page. So I teach in my Powerhouse Revolution program, this communication model, I call it the Wonderland communication model. And it's based on a transactional analysis tool called the OKOK communication model. Um, and I simplified it down because the original is a little bit, it's a little bit cumbersome and takes a bit of time to kind of go through. But in this model, it really explains the power dynamic that occurs when we are in a relationship and why we can feel intimidated or why we might even rebel if you're in a situation where your boss might, for example, ask you to do something at the last minute when they've told you your priority was something else and then they move the goalposts. That can kind of instigate this kind of rebellious thing within us sometimes. But as I teach in the model, where you want to get to is this adult to adult communication. So you, when you're an adult, you're thinking logically, you're thinking rationally, you're, you're taking emotion out of it, you're data driven, you're logical. So you really want to try and get into that kind of adult mode. Okay. The second thing that you can do is to, it's really just going back to communication. 
You need to find out how your boss likes to communicate and then you need to tell them how you like to communicate and what works for you. Tell your boss what you need to perform at your best so that you you're, you feel supported. And at the very least, just let them know what things actually make you feel uneasy. So, so often this, this number one thing that I said to you about being afraid, this fear comes into it. And your boss might be complete, you know, speaking to you in a way that really zaps your energy. It doesn't bring out the best in you, but you're too afraid to tell them. But yet they're talking to you that way because they're trying to drive you to get better results. No matter how intimidating this person might be to you, if you do feel intimidated by your boss or if you do feel like you can't speak up, you have got to speak up. You've got to put your big girl pants on. You've got to realize that you deserve to be treated with respect. And if if you are not on the same page and if, if your boss doesn't understand how what you need, they're never going to be able to change. So you can have a difficult conversation very easily, actually. And I'm going to be recording a podcast on that very, very soon, too. So you've got to communicate with them. The third thing you can do is you've got to set your boundaries in some way. So again, like I did a full podcast episode on setting boundaries using my dad method. So if you go to lucygarnan.com forward slash zero zero two, you can listen to that episode there where I explain how to set your boundaries. And I even created a free workbook for you that you can sit down and work through your boundaries, right? So you've got to set your boundaries in some way. You really, really do because you are equal, I don't care what company you're in or what your mindset is. We all came into this earth in the same way, naked and vulnerable, okay? And our minds are the only things that have created these divides between us. You're all on the same page, so you have a right to set your boundaries. For example, when I worked in the corporate world, one thing that really, really, really bugged me was when I used to have meetings on Fridays because I think I told you this story before. My son, Jaden, when he was about eight said to me that why was I the only mommy that never collected him from school and like that stung like that really stung and I kind of had this limiting belief that I couldn't do that that I had to be in work and that you know my job is so important and kids go to school and but he said that to me I was like wow this is really affecting him so I spoke to my boss many many years ago and I told I asked her um well, I kind of told her, we agreed, let's just say we mutually agreed that I could finish work early on a Friday to collect him once I went home and worked from home. So that was such a cool thing that my boss did. And I had a couple of other bosses after that, that woman. And I continued the same thing. But that to me was a non-negotiable. That was one thing that I, you know, I had a boundary around my children, which was, you know what, I can't be there for them in the morning to give them their breakfast because I couldn't at the time. I can't be there to collect them from school. But by God, I can do it one day a week. And that was something that I was so glad I set that boundary because my bosses knew this and therefore you know, it never really was a problem. So I often used to get asked to go to meetings on a Friday with these bloody people who don't get organized enough to organize meetings Monday to Thursday. Come on, there's no need for last minute meetings on Fridays. People need to plan on a Friday. They need to reflect. They need to like all the stuff that I I tell you about doing on Fridays. And I probably should record an episode on that at some point, actually a full episode on my Friday rituals. 
so yeah so like it was just no meetings on Friday afternoons and I worked at home and that boundary really really worked and because my boss respected that all of my bosses respected that and they supported it I gave more to them I felt more connected to them I knew they understood that this was important to me because guys work is not the only thing that we're here to do I tell you that all the time it really really isn't the fourth thing that you can do is get a little personal with your boss. Now you don't have to overdo it, but it can really help to solidify your professional relationship. So I personally believe it's really important to be authentic. And what authentic means is just being yourself. It means not being afraid to show who you are, to crack a joke. Like I loved pink, right? I was never afraid when I was at at some point, but like towards my latter years, I wasn't afraid to show who I was because I was proud of who I was and the work I had done on myself because I had invested in myself. I had done the, the inner work to be able to kind of have this kind of confidence. So don't be afraid to get confident or to get personal with your boss. You might just ask them how they got on at the weekend. And if they're a talker and all they do is talk about their kids and what they bought and where they went, You just jump in and let them know because sometimes people talk about themselves because they haven't been taught how to ask questions, but they genuinely, we tend to be interested in other people. Don't we tend to be interested when somebody starts telling a story? And by doing this, you'll actually find that you have stuff in common. You might have a laugh or at the very least, you might just relax for a few minutes instead of worrying about what's going on with the current projects and where you are with the schedule and how this project is and your KPIs and all that jazz. And the final tip I'll give you, and this is super important. So if you're multitasking, come back to me. Never overcommit and under deliver. So I saw this a lot when I worked in the corporate world. I saw leaders overcommitting because they were afraid to grow a pair and stand up and say they didn't have capacity. And yeah, sure, sometimes they delivered in principle, but the under delivery actually came in the mental health torture that they caused their team, the turmoil that they caused their team because they couldn't stand up and say they didn't have capacity. Uh, Like this makes my blood boil. I understand. I understand so much. And for so many years, I remember when I worked in the pharmaceutical industry, I worked in the in the quality department and, you know, the manufacturing lines had to run and they're all about churning, churning out the products because they're a business. And for years, I used to bend over backwards to accommodate what the manufacturing side needed. Until I realized that the effect that it was having on my team was really not good. I'd have people waiting around doing overtime to see when, you know, stuff would be coming in. I would have people on call at the weekends and it's just no way to live. And really that was down to poor planning. It was, it was, you know, it wasn't joined up thinking. It was all these silos about, you know, you're here to support us. So I stood my ground and I, I did the work and I looked at the capacity of my team. I came up with how we wanted to operate and I went to my boss and I explained like, this is how, this is our capacity. This is what I'm doing from now on. I want to try and force other departments to consider our department before I take on anymore. And it was really, really respected. And there's nothing wrong with that. You cannot do everything for everyone. So never over, never overcommit and under deliver to your boss in two ways. Number one, in the way that you actually don't get it done because you don't have capacity. Or number two, in that you under deliver in this, in this 
sense that you you affect your team so much that they actually end up leaving. And I don't know why people don't put together these dots, but that's what happens. So that's pretty much it for today's episode. So just to recap on the, the five simple actions you can take to improve your relationship with your boss. Number one, stop being afraid of them. Number two, find out how they like to communicate and tell them how you like to communicate. So how you can get the best from one another. Number three, set your boundaries in some way. So what way, how do you want your boss to treat you to protect your mental health, to protect your well-being, to protect your team? Number four is get a little personal with your boss. You know, share a few stories, have a bit of crack. And number five, never overcommit and underdeliver in the two ways that I just talked about. And a little bonus one, I would say as well, never blindside your manager or your leader with surprises that you could have predicted or prevented. So again, this all goes back to this overcommitting of having these unrealistic expectations of your team and then getting mad with them when they don't deliver but they never had the capacity in the first place. So you need to listen to your team and make sure that you are clear that they definitely have capacity so you're not blindsiding your manager um, with surprises. So I know that sometimes, you know, working with your boss can be a challenge. And I've had clients who one of their main goals is really to learn how to be a more effective communicator, to learn how to, you know, get along better with their boss and difficult colleagues too. So if that sounds like something that you're struggling with right now, as you listen to this, I've opened up a few spots for some 90 minute strategy sessions with me. So if you want to book a strategy session with me, it would be, it would have a very specific focus, which would be, say, for example, would be to help you to figure out how you could maybe approach your boss about difficult, have a difficult conversation with your boss. I can give you the tools and I can help you come up with a plan. I can give you all the support, all the encouragement and really just hold your hand and take you through step by step how you might actually handle this. So if you want to book a strategy session, if you're listening to this live right now, um, go to lucygarnan.com forward slash strategy and grab a session with me and I really really look forward to being there to support you because I know these relationship things are the hardest things it's the soft skills are actually the hard skills so that's it for this week's episode again I will link the um, strategy session in the show notes and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you just look in the notes on your phone you can go straight there I'll have the link there for you so you can go and book it and if you found this week's episode valuable I would really appreciate if you would send it on to a colleague just stop this podcast right now and just copy the link and just send it in a little whatsapp group if you found it useful again I would really really appreciate it and you will be giving them a gift so until next week remember success balance and happiness are possible my dear have a great week and I'll talk to you then